sharing memories, colors, feelings is magic. Magic connects people. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of League Lore and More. Today we are talking about Nico, the curious chameleon, a shapeshifter who takes the form of enemy champions in the game. She was released back in 2018. Uh, she is a uh, burst mage. Um, doesn't doesn't get a lot of play anymore. Um, she she can be fun, um, but at times she can definitely feel very lacking in certain aspects of the game that might be prevalent in specific metas. So she's not uh, a meta pick a lot of the time. Uh, she's played mid lane, sometimes support. Uh, but mostly just mid. Um, her passive ability is that um, she can take on uh, the uh, appearance of allied champions um, and like um, she will basic attack as them um, but if you use like one of Nico's abilities um, it'll you'll shift back into her shape. Um, or if you take damage from somebody. Um, so, it, you know, it could be used in... A lot of times it does feel lacking as a passive, but it can be used to, you know, um, coming out of Fog of War as, like, the jungler. Somebody might react differently than they would if they saw Nico. Um, her Q is called Blooming Burst. Uh, she tosses a seed that blooms at the target location uh dealing damage um if an enemy champion is hit by it um or a large monster or it kills just a normal minion it will bloom again uh two more times to do additional damage um her w is called shape splitter um it has a passive that empowers um Every third auto attack does more damage. Um, and then the active is Nico creates a clone of herself um, or her current form. So if she's taking the shape of an ally and then she presses W, two of those allies, like two shapes of that ally will split, split out. Um, and so it's a, it's just like a decoy used um, to, um, escape situations or engage her e is called tangle barbs uh she kind of tosses a little spiral in a direction and it does damage to anything it hits and if it uh it will root enemies um for a uh, about one second um making it so that they can't move and her alt is called pop blossom uh Nico there's a brief channel on it uh which you can move during the channel um and so she just winds up um and then you'll see a big circle radius around her and after the wind up ends uh a cast time begins and Nico leaps into the air she gets a shield while she does this and then uh after she comes down from the air she like smashes to the ground and a, deals a bunch of damage in the, the circle radius around her. Um, so it's great uh, that, you know, you um, 
you hit somebody with your E and then you alt on top of them. Uh, or if you can just use your alt as follow-up to um, somebody else's uh, engage. Um, your alt does also stun them to for um, 1.25 seconds. So it does a bunch of damage and stuns them. So you could stun everybody on uh, the enemy team if they were all within that that radius. Um, definitely a champion that was very buggy. Uh, this She kind of started off this series of champions that kind of copy others. So like she can copy your appearance and then they came out with uh, champions that can steal your ultimate ability and then a champion who steals like who will possess your body if you die um, and that sort of thing um, so she was kind of the first one so definitely very buggy and somebody who um, has a lot of um, issues at times with just all the million interactions that are in uh, league uh, in terms of interacting or like it just a lot more went into that d development um when um like whereas like one champion like that doesn't have something like this where they they can become another champion it, it just exponentially expands the amount of like testing that you have to do to look for bugs um when it's nico so you can be you know it'll be like okay now we'll put nico in this team comp and see if there's a bug you know with playing against this champion or something like that um kind of hard to explain but um and um interesting um trivia note here is um that nico is the first stated LGBTQIA plus representative in League of Legends um, with Diana later retroactively being confirmed because Diana came out before Nico, um, well before. Um, I don't think it's really like she doesn't have like a spouse or something. We will see in her biography that she does have a kind of a companion for a while who is a, another champion in the game, but um, that person was not confirmed to also be a part of this group, so it's not likely that that's what they were implying. So, um, but that's cool. Um, I don't know if the, the page where I'm reading this has been updated, if there's been anybody since Nico that's been in that or not, but um, good to have at least one. But without further ado, um, I hope you guys learned something. Um, we do get a, a name drop for another champion from this region, so we can move on to them next week. Uh, but you can wait and see in the biography for that. So I hope you enjoy it, and um, thank you for listening.
Nico the Curious Chameleon Nico was born on a remote and largely unknown island far to the east, where the last members of an ancient Vestayan tribe remained isolated from the rest of the world. They were called the Uvikat and could trace their lineage generation by generation back to the legendary Vastayashai Rai, the ancestors of all Vastaya. The Uvikat were peaceful beings of unrivaled potential. Their harmonious society blended seamlessly with the spirit realm so that their shoma, their spiritual essence, could intermingle with other beings through mere proximity and even help them mimic other physical forms. No secrets existed between the Uvikat, but few were as curious, resilient, or energetic as young Nico. She developed a fondness for games, hiding trinkets and thoughts to see if others could find them. Her inquisitive nature knew no bounds, and she was pure and innocent in her charmed existence. But it was not to last. Cataclysm loomed on the horizon. Thanks to the quick thinking and self-sacrifice of the Uvikat elders, Nico escaped the death of her homeland. She clumsily took the form of a bird and fled the smoldering destruction, feeling the screams of her people fading into the ethereal gulf between realms. Days later, desperate and exhausted, Nico plummeted into the sea. She clung to driftwood, entirely at the mercy of the currents, until an odd silhouette rose into view. She could hear voices carrying over the waves, and so she swam toward the strange structure. With the last of her strength, she crept aboard what turned out to be a mercantile vessel, destined for Harold Port. Nico rested where she could, calling out into the spirit realm for her lost tribe. She felt only scattered, sad echoes in response, and images of towering dead trees that lay somewhere over a fragile horizon. When Nico emerged from the ship into the city, it was a strange and unfamiliar new world. All her senses tingled. Many a creature, even another Uvikat, might be afraid in that situation, but not Nico. The society bustled with unique personalities, strangers with a vast array of motives and shapes. This was a place of countless stories and experiences, and it entranced her completely. Before she could get far, she was spotted by a Vestayan sailor named Crete. Nico could not understand all his words, but he demanded to know which tribe she belonged to. Nico reached out with her Shaoma, mimicking his face and expression to make her peaceful intentions understood. But Crete did not seem to like this at all. Overwhelmed by his darkening thoughts, Nico fled into the crowd, altering her shape many times until she escaped. Surrounded by lush tropical greenery in the, in in the hinterlands beyond Harrowport, Nico grappled with her recent experiences. She simply could not understand how anyone might rely solely on words as their singular form of communication. It seemed so limiting. Seeking solace, she took on the shape of the sleek jungle cats she encountered among the trees and tried to run with them. Nico loved being fast and agile, and their bright, keen eyes reminded her of home. Until, quite unexpectedly, the leader transformed into a beautiful, strong, dark-haired woman. After a tense standoff, she introduced herself as Nidalee, and reluctantly accepted Nico into the group. Nico hesitated to entrust the truths of the Uvikat to others, but she felt a deep kinship with Nidalee, because she suspected this bestial Miss Huntress might share some forgotten connection with the Vestayan race. Their friendship blossomed, and for many months they roamed the wilds together. But the towns and cities with all their flaws still called to Nico. Her ancestors came to her in dreams, showing her the pale branches of those dead trees over and over. The trees needed color to bloom again, 
of that much, Nico was certain. She asked her friend to join her on this new journey, but Nidalee could not be persuaded. Crestfallen but determined, Nico set out alone. Her old life among the Uvikat may be lost forever, but Nico envisions a magical future, a larger tribe of like-hearted Vistaya, Yordles, humans, and whatever other creatures might share her dream. As far as she is concerned, everyone has the potential to find a place in her new tribe. She has pledged to seek these souls out, to befriend them and defend their Shoma with her life. To know Nico is to love Nico, and to love Nico is to be Nico. The air is part of me. So are the flowers and the rocks. Nico is everywhere. Nico's story is called The Monster of Kalduga Outpost by Matt Dunn. Nico was familiar with the shapes of humans, and while they had their quirks, socks for instance, why, they never stuck, struck her as particularly strange, not until the outpost at Kalduga. The ugly compound was carved into the cliffs near the outskirts of the jungle by a tribe of humans called Noxians. They had inhabited the outpost for a while, it seemed, based on how how irritable yet comfortable they seemed performing their daily routines. Nico wondered, were they friendly? Did they enjoy cheese breads? There were other questions too, but these were at the top of her mind when she decided to see for herself. Under the cover of night, she slinked in and out of shadows until she reached the gate. A single guard stood watch. This was not a problem at all. Nico loved disguises. Adopting another entity's shape meant sharing their shoma a complex web of emotions and recent memories. She reached out with her own Shoma, feeling for the outer boundary of the guard's aura, which extended far beyond her body. When her spirit met the guards, a name floated to the surface of Nico's mind. Iwai, from across the desert. A flavor color came next, burnt orange bitterness over her lost home still graced Iwai's mind. In the blue salt resentment about her station, the backwater nowhere outpost with no strategic value, but try telling the commander that. This EYE had dark skin and beautiful oval eyes. She was strong, but few took her seriously since she was a mud heel, a simple soldier. Fascinated, Nico shed her natural chameleon-like appearance for EYE's shape. Nico's skin swirled as her body morphed. It tickled her, but dizzied EYE. She used the guard's disorientation to slip beyond the gates and into the quiet corridors of the outpost, firmly incognito. E.Y.E., a shrill voice cried. Get back to your post. The rotund man, his belly poking out from under his breastplate, seemed startled. In the crook of his elbow were several toasted taffa roots and two loaves of crusty bread. I heard noises, Nico put on her best impression of EYE's voice. It's probably blood furtails. Better hunt them down, then we can enjoy some furtail pie. Not furtails, Nico did not want to eat those curious, funny little creatures. Are you saying there's an intruder? The man's eyes widened. Nico did not know the meaning of this word, so she shrugged and nodded yes. This gesture, she figured, could surely lead to little trouble. Wilder folk, he said. Could be a scouting party. What are you doing here? Raise the alarm. Where is alarm? Have you lost your brain, EYE? I'll do it. See the physician when this is over. 
With that, the heavy man scurried off, cramming his snacks into his pocket. But before he was gone, Nico mingled her spirit's motes with his, borrowing his shape, shedding EYE for this... this... yubbers. Yubbers, Nico, as yubbers, said out loud. That was a fun name to say. Yubbers did not like to be near the front lines of war, so Caldugo was a quiet and welcome assignment. His strength was in corresponding with the Empire. He was now scared, a rubbery, ashy yellow, at the thought of an attack by the wilder folk. Nico liked this man, but not the feeling of the masculine Shoma. To not Nico. Most importantly, she felt Yubber's shock of running into another soldier after he had raided the larder. Food was nearby. As she headed down a hallway filled with doors, behind one of which must be the larder, Nico heard a commotion out in the main yard, loud voices shouting. She dashed to the nearest window and peered outside. Real yubbers were shouting at real EYE. Uh-oh. Bong. Bong. The sound of very loud bells startled Nico as yubbers. Every door in the hallway burst open. Several half-dressed Noxians charged out, their eyes blinking away, sleep. She tried to avoid the stampede, but was swept along, away from the larder. Nico, as yubbers, found herself pushed out into the yard with about a dozen armed soldiers. I don't know what you're talking about, Iwai's face was stressed and defiant. I've been standing guard all night long. You were in the barracks, said yubbers, flanked by two soldiers. Take this deserter to the brig, he pointed to Iwai. Then it happened. Yubbers saw Nico as yubbers. Before Yubbers and other soldiers deduced whether their double vision was the byproduct of the late hour or not, Nico disappeared into the fog of another person. This time, it was a warrior named Seda. She was a killing machine, so vicious, spicy pink. Seda had rushed to the yard so fast she neglected boots. This was fine by Seda and Nico, as both liked going barefoot. It reminded Seda of the sun-scorched province where she was born. Agile and silent. Just as Nico was thinking she could enjoy being Seda, real Seda leapt at her doppelganger. The two Sedas wrestled in a ruckus of soldiers, fighting and pulling at each other. When the commotion settled, only one Seda remained. Of course, it was the real Seda, but Yubbers had her placed in chains. Seda pointed out that two Yubbers had been seen, and he, too, was placed in chains. Then EYE. This continued for a while. Chains went on, chains came off. Nobody was sure who was who and who was not who, and who was lying about not being who they were when they were really someone else. Even the outpost commander seemed uncertain what the source of all the trouble was, and Nico didn't take his shape at all. This fact came to light and only fueled more suspicion. Was the commander secretly harboring some monster? The one thought that everyone shared, Nico had learned from being everyone, was that no one liked the commander. He was too secretive and weak-willed. He had lost an important battle and been demoted to, as EYE put it, this backwater nowhere outpost with no strategic value. Everyone turned on the commander, and he was the first to die. The mess only got messier from there. Soldiers screamed and fought and pointed blame. Some believed they were ensorcelled by a soul-eating demon. One veteran ranger told a harrowing tale of a jungle plant monster that replaced people with mindless copies of themselves, with vines for veins. Amidst accusations, elaborate quizzes of minuscule facts from times shared in training and shouts of traitor, Nico tried to calm the troops. What if, 
Nico as a cook named Tums, he said. Is it no monster? It is someone who is nice, lost, and a little scared, but just wants to make friends and eat cheese breads and be happy. Yes? Everyone in the Kalduga outpost knew at once this was the imposter. Swords came out and the stabbing began. By dawn, only four soldiers remained alive. They stared hollow-eyed at the blood pulled under the commander's dead body and at each other. Nico watched them from the safety of the larder. The commander did not want us to abandon the outpost, Seda said. She knelt down by the body and blessed him with a gesture of her people. Exile or execution is our future. A moment of solemn silence passed through like a haunted foul wind, despite the floral notes of taffa flowers blooming somewhere nearby. Yubbers straightened up. We'll send a messenger bat to command. The wilder folk have overrun Kalduga. We do not expect to survive, but we'll die for the glory of Noxus. Then we abandon the outpost. Leave the bodies where they lay. Seda, you go north. Gurnik will go east. EYE west. I'll head south. If anyone crosses paths with another, it is a duel to the death for one of you. UIE shot a wary glance at Yubbers. Or you is the beast in disguise. The soldiers left an hour later. They did not look back at their abandoned post or each other as they went their separate ways, unsure of who was really who. Humans were indeed strange creatures, Nico thought. Beauty shines from inside, where the heart dances. So there we have the bio and story for Nico. Um, very close and friendly and bonded with Nidalee, um, a, another shape-shifting champion in the game, who we can cover next week. And someone who kind of... a. Uh, like a, um, I guess they kind of with with her being kind of the first LGBTQIA plus member. Like, I guess they kind of wrote that into the lore too. Not in terms of like the sexuality aspect of it, but the um, the the love everyone type, um, you know, everyone being inclusive type. Which with her being like. I'm going to go start my own tribe and, you know, all these people can be a part of it and that sort of thing, um, I guess is kind of what they're going for. Uh, if you, if you didn't pick up on that, uh, it might not have been intentional in that way, but, uh, it kind of seems like it, uh, which is fine. And it wasn't necessarily like beat you over the head with it because, you know, it doesn't say in the lore that she is LGBTQ, um, so it's not like, you know, it's not like the Marvel uh, girl power Avengers scene in Endgame. Um, it's more just um, a nice uh, gesture and um, not something that seems out of character for her. Uh, it's not like they um, did this with a character who's, you know, written a different way and then kind of force, forced this different narrative onto them um it, it it's very on brand for nico very upbeat personality and and um just a curious you know she uh, obviously she's she's called the curious chameleon uh just 
inquisitive about everything. Obviously, she doesn't know much about human society. It's just constantly learning um, and inadvertently causing the deaths of a lot of Noxians, which we aren't, you know, we're not losing sleep over. But, um, yeah, she, uh, she can be, um, she can be a, uh, someone who completely carries a game, but then a lot of times she can feel like kind of dead weight and just like hitting with paper if she's not, um, getting advantages in the start of the game. Um, and like I said before, her, her W ability where she splits off into a clone and her passive can definitely feel in certain games, like very useless, like, like they aren't being used hardly at all. Um, and that makes the champion just kind of feel bad to play and, and definitely falls out of people's rotations of champions that they might play. Uh, and especially in pro play when they're, you know, it's a champion that seemingly kind of has a lack of agency. Um, and her damage and, um, setup is very conditional in, in ways. Uh, she's a lot more fun to play on on ARAM than she is on Summoner's Rift. Uh, you can do kind of some cool things uh, with her abilities, um, but not not somebody that sees a ton of play on um, just normal games anymore. And yeah, that'll do it for Nico. Um, like I said earlier, we can pencil in Nidalee for next week. Um, so thank you all for listening. I will, um, be back next Tuesday with another episode. I hope you all have a great week. I hope you all had a good Easter. Um, mine was, mine was decent and, um, yeah, I will see you all next time. No more room for problems, please. Only room for more cheese breads. <laughs>